0: Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Let's take a look at a clip for Veep. You guys, I've been a reporter for
1: 18 years. If anything breaks, I promise I will put it into the vows. Uh-huh. Amy, mm-hmm. phone in the bowl. No. Come on. No, 40. no, I can't. It'll be 40 minutes stop. Hey, no. Come oh, on. on. What if you were marrying the man of your dreams? Uh, thank ah. you. Okay, okay. I'm I'm doing it. I'm just it Look just at those white just little knuckles. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey, um! It's like losing a limb. I can feel a phantom phone ringing.
0: From Associated Press, Alicia VanCilio, and tonight's guest
1: actress from the comedy series of Beep, Anna Klumsky. Hello. Hi.
0: Hi guys. Thanks for coming. Hi. <laughs> Um, okay, so what's funny about that clip is I think we all feel like a phantom limb is missing if our phone yeah. has to leave our
1: body. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you're right. It's not just Amy, is it? I, I think in my head, I, I always think that it's just Amy who, who's uh, got... The bionic phone hand, um, but but you're right. We all feel that way. I mean, you, you leave your house, and if you've left your phone, then you feel a little naked, and yeah. Right. But I do. Amy and and other chiefs of staff, I I, I think, I don't know. They have us. They actually are attached.
0: <laughs> yes. Now, what I wonder is, are there any shades of Anna and Amy?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, plenty. I um, I think I would. Uh, I think I, I, I would assume that I'm, I'm a much um, um, more adept actor if I was completely, you know, doing something com- without any of myself. Well, that, I mean, that's not... Uh, the most adept acting is, is pulling from your own life and is pulling from yourself. So um, I, I like to think that I'm in that camp. And, uh, yeah, I, I think one of the, one of the more prevalent... Characteristics of Amy uh, that I have in my own life that I'm getting better about is the control aspect. I that's certainly not foreign to me. I, I love for things to make sense, and I like for things for for I like to have a handle on things as they occur in my life. <laughs> and I think uh, uh, as I get older and more mature and, and hopefully wiser, I realize that that's not always. Going to be the case, but Amy's Amy's behind in that, and I also think because people do rely on her to have the answers and have, you know, a handle on on all the things happening in their office, so she doesn't get to be a zen about it. Right
0: <laughs> now, I heard that you guys get to improv.
1: We improv. Uh, the bulk of any improv we do is in um, the workshops of our show so something that's so unique to to our process uh, especially in television is that we really we get to workshop our episodes we get to see them ahead of time we get to all read them around a table and then get up on our feet and play around and that's when a lot of improv comes in where Arm or whoever's direct Armando Yonucci, the creator or whoever's directing the said episode will will choose scenes that they really think can be fleshed out and say what's the character you know what could your character be doing in this and really and we just kind of play and see what would happen and then the writers are all furiously taking notes and and uh, more often than not you'll find those those sessions in the production draft. Once we have a production draft though, I mean really, I would say 90 and I'm going to be I'm going to be as accurate as I can. I would say a good estimate is ninety six percent of what you see on camera is on off the page like that is written they are too brilliant for <laughs> for certainly myself and uh, to to come up with those those crazy plot twists and information so we um, we really do stick to the script and then if we get like three good takes that a director's happy with and we have some time, which doesn't always happen, um, then the director will come around and say, let's loosen it up or let's muddy it up. It's never to um, create something new. It's never to to create story that is on the page. That's, we've got it covered. All the brilliant lines are already recorded. And then it's just to, yeah, it's just to give us that documentary fly on the wall feeling um, like like you are eavesdropping. Right.
0: (laughs) Now, those insults that you guys just throw out at each other <laughs> yeah and the salty dialogues, yeah like the swear words when you're done with a work day, do you
1: find you have
0: to like stop yourself from swearing all the time
1: especially in my case, and I think any of the parents case like we because there's plenty of us in the cast now have have kids <laughs> and yeah, I it, it it just becomes part of your lexicon and and it's a habit, right? It's almost like a muscle memory. I, the, you know, some actors uh, sometimes you'll notice if you're doing like a Shakespeare play that you'll start to randomly speak in iambic pentameter in your own life. <laughs> it's happened, <laughs> and um, and it, and in the same yeah, and in the same uh, it's the same case with with our show. We we'll, we'll, we we speak in our own pentameter. <laughs> <laughs> our salty, our salty language. Um, yeah, I always have to kind of detox my mouth when, when we rap. <laughs>
0: have you had an insult you know, that you either came up with for a co-star or that someone came up for you that you are particularly proud of?
1: I certainly have not come up with any of the brilliant insults. They're, I mean, that's, that speaks to how brilliant our writers are. They, they're, they're, they're carefully crafted and aged in barrels, those insults. Um, But I remember there's, there's one time in a workshop of, of episode, I want to say five, it was the Finland episode, the Helsinki episode. um, We were all kind of figuring out what Dan, what kind of trouble Dan could get himself into and what would happen. And Um, and he was apologizing too much and he didn't like having to apologize over and over again. And then um, uh, Sally, who plays Mina, the, the prime minister, of Finland in that episode was um, she was this this well of knowledge and uh, on everything Finland because she's a very responsible actress, and um, and so she had like a, a great dictionary and we were like how do you say I'm sorry and she was like oh it's antiksi, and so then I thought oh Tixi and then so that that kind of came out of workshops and and clever yeah <laughs> I was I was nervous it wouldn't work and it worked it so I'm like happy with it yeah um, speaking of Dan. Oh, Dan and Amy.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic.
1: Oh, isn't it?
0: <laughs> and even though they like hate each other, yet
1: they're so like kindred. Them yeah, together. and they're and they're they are kindred spirits. I feel you know. There's, I mean, obviously they had a romantic history before we even met either of them in the first season, um, and. I think everybody loves loves to just interpret that as they will, you know, and so they certainly have qualities in each other or see qualities in each other that that at one time or another they found appealing, um, and so I think, you know, first season it was all just about her hating him, right, and 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 I think in her head that was where she was at with him. But by second season, you know, she's she's running this staff and she's stuck with this guy and he's actually pretty talented at what he's been given to do. So, you know, I think she was like, yeah, I'll use him to, to the staff's advantage and that's my job. And, you know, I think um, you can't spend that much time with each other without, you know, remembering the qualities that you found appealing, I think. And so that's, I think that's what what's always happening with those two right. <laughs> it's just always coming back up and be like oh damn it I liked that about him oh now it's now it's being you know it's ruining our day or something
0: <laughs> now um I know I don't know if you guys are all caught up hopefully you are if not do that so on the show I know Amy really wanted this position yeah she did not get it nope. Uh,
1: no How's that? I mean, I mean, I I always kind of was like in my head just knowing how busy a chief of staff's day is, I was like seriously Amy, like you're going to you also want to be campaign manager, but I, I think that that I I personally think that she kind of ended up as chief of staff almost accidentally almost it was something I think she loves political strategy she loves the game she loves winning and so that's what a campaigns about and so I think she always was drawn to that I think that in in my head at least I think like campaign man or, um chief of staff was offered to her as a way to to keep her around because you know Selena with having lost Um, her first presidential bid and then being offered vice president you know Amy may have had other (laughs) offers and so I kind of think that chief of staff maybe you know managing people and managing an office um, isn't necessarily her ambition but you can't turn that down you know you have like on the ladder you gotta take it and there's plenty of strategy to be you know to be done in, in that position so I think that's why she took that why she's there but yeah, I think she was just salivating to get back into strategy and and just gaming it and winning it and being the first, you know, female campaign manager at that level. I think she just was was chomping at the bit for that. But yeah, it wasn't in the cards. It's gotta be cool though, because
0: here's somebody that's so on top of things professionally and has is just on her game and ten steps ahead to not get something. Yeah.
1: That's and that's what ep- and that's what episode 6 was all about, right? Like that's why I love that episode so much cuz I mean in addition to like Chris Maloney and, and the brilliant and uh uh and all this, the crazy stuff that happens in that episode. In addition to that, we finally get to see what happens to Amy when she's kind of got to deal with this like defeat turd.
0: I got to say she handled it pretty well. I mean, I oh I thought she so. might
1: Quit? Yeah. Or something. yeah, something. I don't, I don't Some know, see. and and that's the thing. I think she's, you know, I think, I th- you know, there's there's a little a minor little speech she has with Ben where she's talking about her friendship with <laughs> Selena, and you know, I think in her head, you, you know how characters and people will we, we say stuff we don't know we're saying them, you know, like they're they kind of betray our our true feelings, and I think that that's an example of it. It's like. She probably should have just been like, well, you know, I'm going then. Like or, you know, I'll finish off this this term and, you know, good luck, lady or something. Like, but I think she there's a part of her that really does have an affinity for Selena. I mean, she's been with her for 10 years now and really I think she she loves the fact that Selena trusts her and you know, I think that's what what has kept her on and she does want to see selena become the first female president and she's worked for 10 years to get her there and you know okay so i'm not going to manage the campaign but god i have to be a part of it because part of me loves this person (laughs) i don't know is that going too far (laughs) it's so deep (laughs) um
0: do you know i know you can't say but do you know the outcome of the election, does that happen this season?
1: Uh, we we are we are uh, still so ahead. Of, like we're just doing primaries. So yeah, we don't. Okay, no so it doesn't the time is. jump or anything. Okay, yeah, no.
0: So, I mean, logistics question. Say Selena wins. The show's called Veep. Yeah, I've. Potus? I don't know. God, to- knows. <laughs> God knows.
1: God knows. There's, there's only a few people to ask, <laughs> and they're not here. There are writers and and our our brilliant genius of a creator arm. Yeah, who knows what he can what he can cook up? But um, but yeah, I mean it's fun to root for it, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Julia. Yes. What is she like? Oh. I, if, uh, have you met Julia? I don't know if I you have, not. have. Oh my gosh! Because I don't want to be redundant in any way. If you've already e- experienced the glow of being in, in Julia's <laughs> presence, because it is—it does feel that way. She's just. She's I as as a, a female and an actress and a person. I, I'm so inspired by her because you know, a lot of the time you think that a person can't achieve that excellence in her craft and can't achieve, you know, and and achieve such a, a solid, grounded personal life and family life and also um, lead as well as she does. And you, you think, no, there's got to be cracks and there's got... And, and she's human, you know, but that makes it even better that you go oh my gosh this is possible like you can actually eat breathe sleep and be a a beautiful wonderful person and woman and mother and actress and producer and and do them all well and it and somehow it doesn't seem so so uncanny um now that i know her and now that i get to work with her every day it's it's actually possible um you know, and so, yeah, she's she just inspires me in, in every corner of, of life. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> I'm so fortunate to get to work with her and all of our cast. I mean, they're all, everybody has, they, we're all each other's teachers, I think, to some extent. And, you know, I don't know what I've taught anybody else, but, you know, but they certainly have all taught me plenty, so.
0: Now, talk to me about... Um, The fact that you are on, since you're on HBO, since you're on cable, you guys have a lot of freedom. First of all, I I don't think, I hear that the network doesn't, you know, breathe down your neck and, you know. They don't. So that's great. Yeah. But then also, you have the freedom of dialogue. So much stuff can happen. Yeah. Has that set a bar for you that if you ever were to do TV again...
1: It would be it's hard. hard. I mean, listen. I, I also get to guest on, a, on 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 a network show. Believe it or not, it's network. I mean, it's so it, it's gorgeous and 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 also pushing bounties. It's called Hannibal. Hannibal, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I really do think that you know, with this whole golden age of television that we're we're in. I mean, I'm admitting it now. I, I hated I hated going. Oh, we're in an age like we're living it. You can't really say that until you've passed it. But but I do see what people mean. I do think that we're creating excellent content on television now, and whether it's capable, cap- capable, cable or network, and um, I really do think that HBO was the vanguard, and I do think that um, that many other stations with more freedom have been able to pick that up, and it's all pushing it forward, so I think even, you know, I'd be remiss to think that network isn't isn't catching up because I'm you know I've been able to see this show that I mean they're making these cinematic choices and um, it, you would never think to see that uh, those things and that kind of storytelling um, it, years before so um, so yeah I I've certainly become pickier <laughs> and I've certainly become I've I've certainly thought oh God this is really the sweet spot and it really is it's um, HBO you know obviously it works you know like staying out of really smart people's way is is a good model right (laughs) um it's worked many times for them before and it's and it's working on our show and it's heaven I mean it's really you know it it is heaven it's just you, you feel like you can fly when you're given that kind of trust and uh and I think that that's why it works
0: now, are you a TV person? Like, do you watch a lot of television in your free time?
1: I do, I do. But I, you know, I watch a lot of sports, <laughs> and uh, and uh, and you know, I, I haven't uh, avoided the the reality bug either. Like, I'll watch my Real Housewives, and my, my RuPaul drags, right? RuPaul's Drag Race, RuPaul's um, Drag Race. I do. I think I don't know. It might have something to do with growing up as an only child, and you know, just. Having the TV on—it's it's part of it's part of our culture, right? Right. Is yeah. there anything that you cannot miss? Um, R- RuPaul's Drag Race cannot miss. And um, right now, yeah, it's it, it's hard to miss the Nets right now. Um, let's see. Favorite Real
0: Housewives city. Sorry, guys, we'll get highbrow in a minute. Yeah.
1: Um, oh. It's so hard. It used to be New Jersey, but now that's not a city, but I, yeah, know, what yeah, you yeah. Mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, um, yeah. It used to be New Jersey. It's, you know, Beverly Hills is pretty juicy. I'm still saying New Jersey, though, but I feel I, I hear Caroline Manzo's not going to be on or something, so I'm, I don't, I don't want to, right? She's, She's not. She's getting gonna...
0: a spin-off, though, maybe. Oh,
1: yeah? yeah. Oh, th- well, then okay. I'm going to watch so that. We're okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, without her, I guess it would be Beverly Hills. <laughs> um,
0: Tell me how you how this role came about for you because it started. You worked with
1: the creator yeah. in a film, right? Yeah, um, yeah. This is technically a rehire, which is even. I mean, it's, I still even get nervous saying that, even though it's in the past and we've all seen the results. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I did in the loop. It's a film that came out in 2009 with Arm Mando and. Um, and our writers many of our writers were on that as well and we just we just clicked like the way I like to work um, as an actor and the way he likes to work as a director and I think the writers too it's hard to speak for them but I do think that this is this is true um, we all just really uh, our process is all kind of gelled and we, we felt that we were in the same sandbox so we all stayed in touch, and I, I always wished to work with Arm again because it was just it was, in the loop was the best thing I had done to date. It just was; it was heaven. I laughed straight for three weeks. Um, I met amazing people, and I was terribly proud of it. And I, 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 I made the best uh, the best money <laughs> that I had. You know? <laughs> so it was like all possible, you know, to to have both to have quality and to to eat. Which is just great um, so I did I was just any other any he really he raised the bar for me and made me realize I could do it and uh, so yeah when veep came along they he had me in mind, which was like I couldn't believe that and uh, and so then yeah it did just it just kind of the channels worked and I was available thank God so here I am
0: well all right let's see a clip yeah. of this wonderful role. <laughs> Ma'am, ma'am, it's Amy. She sounds uncomfortable, like she's with a member of the public. Okay, that's what
1: she's got one of the normals here. Okay, space, we're not going to be dealing with space as an issue in the speech. Space is bold, but safe at the same time. There are no votes in space. There's nothing there. Hi, Amy. I am going to pass you on to Alicia, ma'am. Alicia? Alicia Keys? Alicia Bryce, that's right, ma'am. Oh, Alicia Bryce. Oh, she's doing the walk to the White House. I know. Right. She wants universal child care, right? Yeah, I know who she is. Child care, exactly. Amy, put her on. Alicia. Hi! Hi. Hi, Madam Vice President. How are you? I just want you to know that universal child care is something I'm going to be passionate about in my campaign. And I can't wait to see you on this special day. Thank you so much for being a part of of all of it. I'm very honored. Thank you. Okay. bye-bye. Okay. yeah. ma'am. Yeah, I'm in the middle of a lot of shit right now, so I'm hanging up. Yeah, we are delighted, too.
0: Thank you. Now, we had, you know, the West Wing, which showed this dream scenario of Washington. We have Scandal, which shows, you know, the romance side (laughs) and Scandalous. A certain kind of dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes. But with this show... We see, you know, kind of like the 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 backroom talking. It's it's not exactly the most flattering oh, portrait.
1: Oh no, it's not. However, when you talk to anybody it, or many people, I shouldn't say anybody, but um, many people in in D.C., they all seem to they all seem to think it's the most accurate, which is which they say with some shame. <laughs> but also, I think with with. Uh, uh, with uh, uh, a love too, they. I think. I think it's really. I don't want to say noble. I don't want to sound highfalutin, but it does feel um, generous to let people laugh about their lives. You know, in a way, it's. It's. I think that there's a therapy in laughter, and I think that for for us to to give. Anybody in the Beltway, uh, a, a way to just kind of like lighten up and see maybe what went on in their day, which probably was so stressful and so upsetting, and to be like, oh, they get it, thank you. Um, that, that feels really gratifying for us. Right. Yeah. Um, talk to me about those
0: power suits. In those outfits Does it, at the end of the day are you like I just want my
1: sweats? yeah, yeah, well, and especially this season because I you know I was my my body was on overdrive I had just had a, a baby and uh and I was feeding her for half the the or the season um so I'm still feeding her, but just not with my body um, I was breastfeeding um don't worry she's she's fine um but uh, but yeah, so there was definitely I I mean I was I was getting into more like layers of Spanx this season, and then also yeah, so so wanting the the sweats at the end was nice. But you know I I like I like that that buttoned up feeling. I especially for Amy, I think it's really necessary, and um, it's fun choosing the suits because. You want Amy to look good because you know she's emulating Selena. But there's certain suits where you're like, oh, this looks like Selena wouldn't want her to wear it. Like there's like some sometimes it looks like it's too much, you know, emulating her or um, you know this, it's like too chic. So you're like, can't like she's still got it. She's still gotta you know play. The background for right. Selena, you know, the principal is still the principal. She can't look better than the principal, like. Right. And I mean, you know, it would be hard to look better than Julia, but you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> how do you get into the, you know, like, you know, when you're filming, get into the character of Amy? Like, how do you go there?
1: Ah, uh, you know, I have like a little list of things. I don't have to go to my notebook. Uh, every time, but um, but I do have a notebook, and I'm, I'm I love making my notes for scenes that I do in in whatever project, and and so I have my little like Amy page that just reminds me that it's speed chess, you know. It's um, I've often said it, uh, that you know she's she's it's like little dynamic uh um, reminders you know like i'm i'm big brother you know to like the dynasty or you know things like that it's like um it all rests on her you, you know just reminders of what matters to her you know win at all costs like things like that um it'll just kind of trigger me like get back into like where she needs to be and also just standing straight matters <laughs> with amy <laughs> um
0: I want to talk about the very interesting slash creepy character of Jonah.
1: Oh, Jonah! Isn't it nice this season? How I mean, I don't know if everybody feels this way, but I there are there are times this season, both when we were filming it and now watching it, where I kind of feel bad for the guy. And then he, I mean, then he quickly reminds me who he is, and that's fine, you know. And then I, then I'm like, oh, I don't feel bad for you anymore. But You're- he has nine lives. Like he
0: <laughs> finds a way back yeah no he's yeah he's
1: you can't you, you, yeah you kind of he's kind of like herpes he's everywhere <laughs> and you can't get rid of him <laughs> um, uh, and I think possibly and I won't speak for you know Tim obviously knows much more about Jonah than I do but I you know I would assume that Jonah wouldn't mind that comparison <laughs> You know, because you got it having sex, so you'd be like, "Yeah, at least I got it having sex. At least I'm sexually transmitted." <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> um, who in the cast? Because you're all so good and also funny. Who like breaks first? Outside? Tony Hale,
1: really? Tony Hale and Julia, yeah. Julia, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And they've and they've spoken about it, so I don't feel like I'm outing them or anything. They're, yeah, they have this, they have this very special. Special bond where I mean, he and he has these, he has those eyes that you just you can see everything in them, you know. And so like, if they're if they are in a scene and he does one thing and stares right at her like at the right angle, right, she'll just be like, "Mm, don't. mm, mm," And they, they can I mean they can make each other corpse like like in just without saying a word it's it's quite special (laughs) and it's very fun to watch and of course then we all break because it's hysterical
0: I love how at the end of an episode we get to see those deleted or not the deleted scenes but those bonus scenes yeah
1: yeah yeah. so
0: fun is that just extra material that didn't that's
1: uh, yeah totally and that's a thing that um you know arm always like he always writes double what we need what we can actually fit, and um, and we end up always kind of overshooting. And so I don't know how we always get it into like twenty four to twenty six minutes. Like it, it's it's actually it's alchemy to me um, how they do it in our editors. That's a testament to how brilliant our editors are as well. Um, so. So, yeah, the deleted scenes are are kind of like, you know, oh, we we didn't lose everything. (laughs) It's fun, and it's always so hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's so much more where all that came from. Like, there's so much more. (laughs) Yeah, I need to
0: see all the outtakes, please.
1: (laughs) Um, You can lobby for that, I would. Okay, yeah. Let's show another clip, can we? Sure, yeah. Okay.
0: We are in the ass of the hurricane now. You
1: may never meet her personally. She may never catch your eye or ever thank you. But Selena Meyer will never forget you. You are going to change America in a way that usually only war and fluoride can. She's going to ask you for a chamomile. She doesn't want chamomile. She wants peppermint. Okay, she gets a little confused, but do not point it out. You guys are the chosen ones, all right? Not in a Jewish way, either. In a,
0: like, selected from a very short list of ten way. Some people say three microwaves is overkill. My response is always tapas. And never, ever, ever fuck up. End of induction. Clear?
1: I love that. That just shows everyone, like, it in does. their, you know... In everyone. In their attempt at an element. Right.
0: <laughs> Um okay so you said that you think you're going to go back to shooting in the fall.
1: I believe so. Yeah, we've got our fourth season picked up. So, yeah, I got a job. And uh and yeah, I think I mean that's that's when that's kind of the timeline we've been doing. So, I, I can't imagine veering off it much. Do you like having, you know, not having
0: to do that 22 episode order that you would have to do on a network show?
1: You know, I I've never done 22 episodes. I um I'm sure that uh, it's 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 triple the work. <laughs> um, I mean, we certainly managed to you know have as, as exhausting hours as as possible. So um, so it doesn't you know I I have nothing to compare it to. So you know it certainly still feels like you know you did a sixteen hour day because you did. Um, but but yeah, I, I sometimes especially when I guest on other shows and I'm like, wait, so you guys. Have done how many episodes, and you're just getting a hiatus now? Like, it's, <laughs> I uh, it, it 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 does remind me of, of the blessing of, of ten, 10 episodes, right? Well, yeah, because then I you know then we all get to kind of play other roles and you know pursue other projects in between, and you know kind of um, cleanse the palate a little and and play other roles, and before you have to you know do Amy for six more months, so that's nice. Um, I love, I love being Amy, but you know, it's, it's nice to stretch the other way too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Now
0: we are going to take some questions from the audience. Okay. Okay. There you
1: go. So, um, have you had an opportunity to meet any of your real life counterparts and, um, would you
0: find yourself giving them advice or are you going to ask them what kind of advice they should give you in terms of, Authenticating your role.
1: Oh, I've I've only asked them for their advice. I would never uh, assume to to give them any. I would love to know what they'd want to know, though. I'm going to have to ask next time. I see. Um, yeah, and I, we've I, uh, when we first embarked on on Veep with the pilot, and. Um, and then in the first season, uh, we all got this great tour. We were introduced to many people who had the positions that we had. So we just, all of us just pounced and, uh, and gleaned as much information as we could. Laura Schiller was really helpful to me and remains so to this day. Um, she's Barbara Boxer's chief of staff. And um, I, uh, Ron Klain, who was uh, both Biden and Gore's chief of staff, uh, visited our set. And that was during second season. So I had already kind of read a lot about him and 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 I, I had read actual uh, comments that he had, that he had made about Amy's efficacy. <laughs> and all these things. And so I was so pleased to meet him when he finally came to set. And that was the episode where we did the shutdown. And he actually explained that, like his first day, um, was the shutdown? Was the actual shutdown? So it was. I was just like, well, then you gotta tell me what are we doing right? What are we doing? You know, what do we need to, to make better? So there's a lot of those nice, um, those nice. Oh my, oh my gosh! We even had um, one of our uh, actors who played um, uh, Selena's housekeeper in the first season was actually a um, uh, representative from Chicago's chief of staff.
0: Really, it's it's
1: incredible sometimes how people come into our set and people come into our lives. It's it's awesome. Um, yeah, her name is Janice. She's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I've I've gotten to meet in in different avenues uh, many chiefs. It's fun. Cool. Yeah. Hi. Um, two cool questions. Uh, do you consider yourself a political junkie? Um, I do not actually. I uh, when I was in college, I was. I was mildly obsessed with politics, and um, and it, it, I just found that it would it, it would get you into far too many fights in parties and <laughs> and in your social life, and and so then I remembered that tenet of of not discussing politics, religion, or family, and I thought maybe there's something to it. I'm going to try it, and. Uh, and it was great. Like there's so much more to talk about. <laughs> so um I went on a diet. I went on a strict diet of politics for a while. and and coming back to paying attention to it this way has been a much healthier view. i don't I don't see it as sports like some people love to watch the pundits yell at each other and um, keep tabs. and i I just don't I don't find as much an interest in that element of of like politics, entertainment um, as much as, as just actually what's happening and, and who's doing the work. That's uh, it's a, much, it's a much healthier way for me to, to view politics. Have you watched the uh, British version of your show? We don't have a British version of our show. Um, Veep is, is, is original um, for HBO, but, um, but the thick of it was a show that uh, Armando Iannucci had, and all of our writers um, did for s- series. They, they call them series not seasons then um, so they had four series of that uh, and it's it's excellent it's I'm totally I, I, you know I love a lot of them and and in the loop was actually loosely inspired we had a we had uh, our character in the loop was kind of if you think of it like a spin-off movie of the thick of it because Malcolm uh, who was played by Peter Capaldi who's now Doctor Who um, was uh, he was the character that that then in the loop was about? Well, it was about everybody, but it, but he was the thread from the thick of it to in the loop. Um, but yeah, Veep is actually is actually its own animal.
0: <laughs> Hi, um, I know you're a, an actress and you're a very good one. I, I love My Girl, one of my favorite movies, by the way. Thank and you so much. Yeah, yeah, you're you're a great actress. My question is, um, I'm a writer myself, so I'd like to know. How do you guys manage to hide the political affiliation of Selena Meyer, you know?
1: Ah, um, you know, I I think very deftly. (laughs) I think, um, you know, that's it's, I think, probably more um, a question, unfortunately, for the writers than for me, because I already get it, you know, the script um, figured out. But I know that they, they, um, I'll, I'll say this, I love that they don't mention the affiliation, because if you... The closer you get into the Beltway, the, the more you realize that it doesn't really matter. You know, like like if you look at the political spectrum, there's the left, there's the right. But if you want the maximum amount of votes, I mean, this is just logic. You need to be in the middle. And so, um, so yeah, it's it, it's it's much more uh, a divisive thing once you get outside. I think than when you are with staffers. And so their choice to kind of. Um, kind of skirt over it, I think was such a, a, a brilliant one and such a, a, a smart one um, because then it removes agenda. And obviously, you know, she has some politics that do, you know, lean one way or the other, but she's certainly a moderate, and you know she's certainly—I think her political party is Selena Meyer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, that's that, that's who she, that's who she's uh, that's who she's putting all of her her money in. <laughs> her super PAC is herself.
0: <laughs> what do you think of this kind of resurgence of the popularity of the vice president between Veep and like? Joe Biden has a ridiculous fandom.
1: He's amazing, isn't he? Um, You know, I think... I don't know. It's interesting. That's kind of... That must be a chicken or egg question because I I like to think that, that, you know, Arm just... You know, shot up in bed and went oh, the vice president. What that's rife with comedy. Yes, <laughs> um, and I think that that is how he was thinking of it. I um, again, I don't want to speak for him, but um, but from how I understand, he was looking at different positions uh, that might be funny. You know, in in the American political realm, and and it dawned on him that the vice president has really like two constitutional uh, requirements, and that's it so it can go anywhere and uh and many you know many people have have done many different things with that office so um so i know that that's why he thought it was so comedic because it's just like all of this pomp and all of this you know you're right next to all the power and yet you have none and um so that that is funny (laughs) um and yeah as far as Vice President Biden goes I think I mean he's just he's just found his wheelhouse hasn't he he's just like you know he's making the most of it I think and also the the beauty I th- I mean I again I can't speak for for them but I think the beauty of of what we see in their office is that they do seem to be symbiotic, uh, the president the vice right. president, right now in our administration. They, don't, they, they seem to, to, to know what each other's qualities are and, uh, and to, to play to those strengths as opposed to the opposite. And so.
0: Also, isn't it just, it's so fun to see somebody who desperately just wants a seat at the table. Yeah. you know she wants she wants in and she wants you know did the president call did yeah president oh call? totally
1: the first season yeah and you know and that's also what i think was was fun for for our writers was first season it was all about that but it's like can we really you know, this is a person's life. Like, can it just be that for four years? Possibly not, and probably not. So, you know, they, I think they had to give her the victory of getting a little more power the second season. And, you know, um, and, and seeing then, well, does that satisfy it? You know, is that good enough for you, Selena? And, you know, of course it's not.
0: Right. <laughs> Hi. Hi. First, Anna, you are so gorgeous. And you're really, you are really, really funny. Oh, thank and you. And congratulations, you have a baby now. Yes. So you're busy every day. Yes. Okay, indeed. my question. Thank you. I remember you won uh, MTV Movie Awards, like a uh, best kiss.
1: Yes, yes. So
0: do you still remember Mark Culkin's kiss? How was it then? Do you still have a trophy, that trophy, MTV Trophy?
1: Thank you. Yes, the trophy is in my mother's basement somewhere. Um... But I, I'm sure she knows where to. Well, I don't know if she knows where it is, but it's in a bin somewhere. Um, but we have it, and uh, and it wasn't a Moon Man either. It was the first year they did it, so it was like this huge plastic reel of film. I mean, it wasn't. It was fake film. It was like this big plastic like toy film reel. Um, and and yeah, I I was ten, and it was. A What's pack. it like
0: to win an award at that age for that? Uh,
1: completely over my head, really. You know, I think that you're you're put in that position and it's fun. I remember the thing I thought was so much fun. Oh, my God. No, it was the coolest thing about that night was um, I met Luke Perry, which in that time was huge.
0: <laughs> like, oh, my God.
1: Um I was, yeah, I was beside myself. And I met Billy Crystal, who also, I mean, City Slickers was out at that time, and he was making me laugh so much. So, like, that... Oh! And the neat, this is another th- neat thing. So, I'm up... Um, this is so funny, because I rarely do talk about anything that happened when I was 10. But, the, <laughs> but, um, but I was accepting the speech, or I was doing the speech, accepting it. And in the audience, my cousin... His name is Vicky Fox that's a stage name but you know we all have stage names. And so he, he, he Vicky Fox he's a drummer and at the time he was um, he was the drummer for Vince Neil cuz Vince Neil had gone away from Motley Crue for like a year or some or two or so. And so my cousin Vicky is like in the in the audience and he's like hey 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 and I'm like what what what, what is he doing there? So I actually it was actually a family affair cuz he was performing that night. He was <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And I had no idea. So it was, yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, that is really cool. <laughs> and he's a great drummer, so, you know, there's that. There's a bonus. Talent runs in the family. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs>
0: okay. That's our time. Thanks, Thanks folks. Thanks, guys. Do not
1: forget to watch me yeah. on Sunday shopping.
0: <laughs> you guys are great. Thank you. Thank you.